This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young lady back. Of course, it's a Monday, so it's great news with Kay on a Monday. It's Kay Smythe. How are you, Kay? I'm good, Joe. How are you? I had no idea Bonnie Tyler was from Wales. I had yeah. no clue. I thought she was like from uh, Rockford, Illinois. No, she's from literally down the road from where my mom grew up in this like little village where actually most of my family have been for generations now that when I think you ha- about it. When you have a song as big as Total Eclipse of the Heart, do you have to do another song? That's all she needed, right? <laughs> I don't know if she had any other songs. Sorry, I shouldn't be mean. I don't, I actually I don't went either. To, I actually went to her 60th birthday party. Really? It was at, do you know what? I wasn't invited, but... It's what you went anyway? Yeah, so basically... What? <laughs> I was the door girl on the bar that she had her um, that she had her sixtieth. Was this in Wales guy, or was it here? Yeah, this is in Wales. Okay. This is in my hometown in Swansea. And um, my friend who owns the bar calls me. He's like, "Hey, we don't need like we don't need you to work the door tonight, but Bonnie Tyler's having her sixtieth. Why don't you come down here and just like look busy?" because we don't know how many people are going to show up and like we could probably do with some help if you want. I'm not a good bartender. I'm extremely (laughs) aggressive. That's why I did door work because it's like basically being a Jack Russell version of a bouncer. Right. Um, But Bonnie Tyler hired this guy. There's a guy, he's famous in Swansea. He's called the Jacket Potato Man. And he sells baked potatoes out of this incredible oven that he has that attaches to, um, it's like a car, like, uh, you know, something you'd attach to the back of a car. And he makes the best baked potatoes. We call them jacket potatoes. Every topping you could possibly want, everything. My personal go-to is uh, beans, cheese. I do like a little bit of salad in there, but I don't need it. Also coleslaw. Um, that is what my go-to baked potato. John actually made fun of me yesterday because every time he goes home, <laughs> we never eat baked potatoes together because it's just like an easy thing to do. But right. every time he goes home, I treat myself to a baked potato. And so Bonnie Tyler's 60th birthday party, I basically crashed it so I could get a free baked potato. Wow. That's how much I love potatoes. Well, listen, I would never think that you could be successful with a potato <laughs> cart, but God bless you. If that's working <laughs> in Swansea, yeah. then I, I think that we're good. So that, did, does she sing the song there at her 60th? Hey, welcome, everybody. Here's that one song you know. You know, this is going to sound awful because I was probably only about like 17 or 18, but I was absolutely blackout drunk. I couldn't tell you. Okay, you were working. No, I wasn't. Everyone knew that when I was working, but no, I wasn't actually working. I was just standing (laughs) on the door being a not very nice word to people. I was blackout (laughs) drunk trying to get a free potato. Yeah. What what, what is that story? Write that book. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. It's it's Kay Smythe. Now, I told you we were going to start with this, but I had to start with Bonnie Tyler. I was blown away that she's from Wales. Um, But but we, how do you not start with 
with cancer-resistant res- mutant wolves. What? No, I went on the Twitter today. I went on the X, and it's like a it's like a trending thing. Oh yeah. my god! It's almost as if they were trying to make something positive out of Chernobyl. What, what is? Is this a really a thing? No, other mutant wolves. True, it's not even true. So I get sent this thing like I don't even know. One of my editors sent it to me, um, Grayson, who sends me pretty much all the best stories I write at this point. Like I have this one editor; he's fantastic. He sends this over. He's just like, "What? What am I looking at here?" And for those who (laughs) don't know, I for about I was in journalism, was like a writer, did all that kind of stuff back in the UK, came out here, did out here for a little bit, and then sort of got a little bit disillusioned um, with all of it, stepped back, and I did academic consulting, like PhDs and masters. Right. So like, I, I know a little bit about science, I at least know how to like read a study and like interpret that stuff. Yes. That's probably one of like the only three skills I have. So I get sent this thing, and I'm reading it, and I see all these headlines that are like, oh my gosh, here's the story as they put it. Okay. Wolves living in Chernobyl. So um, for everyone listening, obviously Chernobyl was the site of um, an almost cataclysmic nuclear disaster in 1986. Uh, One of the reactors at a nuclear power plant went into meltdown. If you haven't seen Chernobyl on HBO, it's the most incredible series you'll ever see. Also one of my best friends from college is in it. Rosie Shea, thank you. Wow, nice. um, which she didn't even remember she was in it. That's how much this is. This is people wow. from Wales, dude. Wow. Um, we're all absolutely mental. Let but, me um, guess, she was blackout drunk while filming the movie. No, my, maybe. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But anyway, so so there are wolves there, and they've been affected by there. the fallout. No, so this is the thing, right? Everyone's saying like, oh, this study that came out says that all these wolves in Chernobyl are showing like that they are cancer resistant okay so all the headlines say say it right mutant mutant wolves (laughs) (laughs) mutant cancer resistant wolves found in chernobyl or some rubbish like that so i'm reading it and literally it's just a story that's like guys there was this researcher in 2014 and she went to chernobyl to study the wolves she found out that they were mutants also she was like hmm there's some stuff in their blood that's interesting. If we do a bunch more tests, there's like maybe a tiny, maybe hypothetical percent chance that like this aspect of their blood might be like possibly cancer resistant. We really don't know. We need to do a lot more research. We can't though, because war. Um, and so uh, that's basically- Hey, the literally the headline- I have no idea why this thing was published. Like The, the headline one- says- Cancer resistant mutant wolves. It no. literally says those words. There aren't there are none. It's a lie. And that's what I wrote in my article today. I was like, all wow. of you are lying. All of you are wrong. Can any of I I think I literally put in it like, can any of you read? Like it it, it at no point does it says that these wolves are straight up cancer resistant. Excuse me. That they are straight up cancer resistant. Sorry, I'm getting so angry that it's giving me acid reflux because I don't like it when people get science wrong and everyone's been getting science really wrong recently. Well, the, the, what I don't understand is that if the study is available and there is nothing in it that says these are <laughs> cancer-resistant mutant wolves, isn't there any ethic left in, in journalism at all? I mean, do they... Okay, I get it. It's clickbait. You say there's a cancer-resistant yeah. mutant wolf. I want to read it. Yeah. Now, I didn't take the time to read it today. I was at the gym. I was doing videos. I was doing my thing. I was editing stuff. So I just read the headline and went, well, that's kind of interesting. And then I was like, oh, look, Kay wants to talk about the cancer-resistant mutant wolves. <laughs> they don't exist. They don't exist. I mean, they might. Are they mutant but... wolves? Are okay, they so... mutated somehow? 
yeah, like they're all everything around there is all like mutant. Got like they seven live, paws and stuff. Yeah, like they're exposed to six times more radiation that is safe for like the average human. So uh-huh. like everyone, like like everything out there is a little bit you know funky or whatever. But do, pe- honestly, do people do people still not live near Chernobyl? Is that area still cleared out? So again, this was another thing that annoyed me today. So also, I should clarify, it wasn't actually a study. It was just a random press release. So and somebody I, wrote a press release and people said they were mutant wolves. Yeah, it was just it was just a it was just an absolute storm of just wrongness. Um, so there are but to answer the question. I would have used that a storm I, of wrongness. A storm of wrongness. Do people live there or not? So, okay, I, in everything that I read today, it says, no, people don't live there. But I've had friends who've been there within the last two years who are like, no, there's like straight up loads of people who still live there. Like there's still people who have to work at the site to protect it. So there are people who live around it. And here's the other thing, Joe, here's the other thing. This is the first time we've actually been able to like really long term study something like this. So, like, to say anything at this moment in time, like, yeah, it's been, what, like, 40 years, give or take, since it happened, or nearly 40 years since it happened. But that's, like, the blink of an eye when you put in, like, geologic terms. Right. Like, and even biological terms. Like, we have no idea what the long-term effects of being around that much radiation are going to have on everything within that area. But to be that conclusive in a headline... And be that conclusive in a story that literally is about pretty much nothing. It's like saying, oh, my God, I found a guy who's studying alligators. And he had this idea because he saw something one time. Like he had this idea that alligators could actually secretly have wings. But we don't know yet. Um, that's I don't know. That's listen, I don't know about that one. Was. But I heard alligators could talk. So... <laughs> Prove me wrong. That's my new headline. Alligator speaking in the Everglades. It is uh, Kay Smythe. Go to KaySmythe.com. Read everything she does on the Daily Caller. Also see her on Newsmax all the time. And she's awesome. Um, Why is Bill Gates involved in in my medical life? And and here's, I ask from this angle. I I never disliked Bill Gates. I've always been a a PC guy, not necessarily a Mac guy, although I'm using both right now as we do this, uh, this interview. And between you and me, the Mac is actually a lot more efficient. But having said that, I like Windows. I don't dislike Microsoft. I don't dislike his games. I don't dislike the hardware from there. Why is he, why is he vaccine man and why is he all up in my business? Well, this is the thing. So I, again, read uh, this article today in – oh, this is actually a good one, though. I should clarify. This is a really good article. It this was is in, a real article. It was a not, real not just one. A headline, yeah. It was a real article about a real book. Um, nice. This guy, Timothy Schwab. So I'm not the author of this. I'm literally just like secondhand reviewing something. Um, But this author, investigative journalist, Timothy Schwab, and basically he's written this book that's on the sort of like myth of the good billionaire and how philanthropy with like by billionaires actually has a lot of like net negatives when it comes to scientific exploration. So those net negatives being, well, if you've got one person who kind of has all of the money and is telling different independent, like over a hundred thousand different labs, basically um, run by, I think it was labs um, run. Oh, sorry. No, it's over a hundred thousand different nonprofits doing different types of research. Um, And when you have large groups of those nonprofits doing research and all of the money is coming from sort of the same source, 
then you're basically creating a culture where you're only going to be investigating like billionaires pet projects. Right. And then also the knock on effect of that is a lot of these billionaires use their philanthropy. This is why whenever you go to a supermarket, whenever anyone anywhere asks you to round up for charity, say no, because that <laughs> is the way every single one of these companies avoids their tax obligation. And so with like trillions of dollars being held up in, you know, these like on a very sort of a lot of like mean, meaningless research, to be quite honest with you, um, in my opinion, and I'll, and honestly, corrupt research, like when you've got people like analyzing data as an independent lab, but you follow the money back and the people who are gathering the data um, are being paid by the same people analyzing the data. Things like, I mean, I'm oversimplifying a lot. Well, no, no, but... well, well, you're not. It makes sense. Let me see if I could even Americanize it because even your oversimplification as somebody from Britain, you're still, you still sound way smarter than us. <laughs> so, so let me, let me put it this way. Bill Gates comes in and says, Hey, Kay, I want you to study. Kay, you're the scientist. I want you to study and prove to me that this vaccine works. You already know what he wants is the outcome. He's financing it. You want the financing to keep on coming in. So you're probably going to spend some time and see if you can't make his hypothesis or his need or his desire come true. And not everybody's as ethical as you, Case Smythe are. A lot of other people will say, well, I want more money coming in. And I, you know, he's going to give me five million more if I this. I'll do that. So I, I get what you're saying. The financier at the end of the day is only financing it to get the result he wants. Exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, there's all of that money being held that he should have been paying in taxes, but instead it's going to nonprofits, those taxes could have quite easily gone towards like actual research that helps people. So the way that this author phrased it, and thank you for putting it succinctly like that, because that was brilliant. Thank you. Um, but basically, and you've got to kind of weed out like other forms of corruption within that sort of chain and cycle where you've got say like, yeah, I might be researcher A and I tell everyone that an independent lab has verified my results, but those independent labs get the same funding from the same guy the same when person, you follow right? the money yeah. back. Um, but, and you don't, have to, and you, you don't have to disclose any of that, which which bothers yeah. me. You should be you should have to disclose all of that so we know going in, okay, they yeah. may be, could be the appearance at least of bias. Yeah, exactly. Well, I got into an absolute screaming match and I'm not um, exaggerating, like screaming match with um some i don't know terrible guy with the worst toupee i've ever seen in my life <laughs> who was a rep or something some what independent i don't even remember what he was because i called him a crisis manager by the wow. end of this public this is a public hearing um or meeting thing um from this one i'm not going to say what company but it's this huge chemical company like probably the biggest chemical company in the world Okay. Um, they own a bunch of land behind uh, the property that I'm renting. And so they had this public hearing, so there's some contaminated land, they're going to remove it. They expected everyone at that meeting to not be able to understand any of the science. And then we all went in there and we all understood like enough. And then I got into a screaming match with this guy because I'm like, we don't trust your data because we're not stupid. We understand how this stuff works. You you can tell us that it's an independent lab. We didn't pay for the data to tell us that our water is clean. You guys need to pay the lab that we want to pick. And it was like this whole thing. And anyway, they turned around, they were like, we're not going to do that. And I basically got to the point where I was like, tell everyone in this room that you don't care if their water is poisoned. Wow. Wow. And everyone was like, wow, you, like you're really intense. And I was like, you yeah, that's how I get because a, I have nothing to lose. Yeah. And B, 
why would you not get that absolutely mental in terms of like, this is unacceptable. And honestly, he shouted first. Um, he told me to stop talking and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Um, no, 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 no. Yeah. No. Uh, but like, obviously, like you're going to get, like, why would you not get angry and stressed about the fact that on a very local level, this one company's trying to get away with not helping and protecting people right. who they could have potentially maybe actually harmed a lot. Um, and so when you sort of apply that same way of thinking to basically the entire scientific like international scientific community like that's why when you have outside ideas when you have people come in like Graham Hancock who literally just suggests that the last sort of 20,000 plus years of human development might be a little bit different to what we've been thinking and comes in with like data on that stuff and where they're like okay maybe that's not as consequential for like how we live right now like it's not as important as say like medical research where it's like one of the examples that this guy used in the book was pushing women to be on um, this kind of like, I can't remember what kind of contraceptive rather than like empowering, like you can, it's just as easy to pay for the educational materials to empower right. women to protect their bo bodies without using hormonal contraceptives, or are they going to make more money and actually, you know, make better stuff for themselves and be greedy if they force women to go on oral contraceptives? Like, it's like, how much do you actually like help people with these right. methodologies on like that sort of macro level. But even when you sort of look at it from that idea of like, who are we, where do we come from? Like, I personally think that's pretty important. Like I want to know the human yes. story and like that, that mitigating factor of funding from a very few sources is why science I really do think has just like taken such a nosedive. But I do think we're in a revolution. I think there's a lot of young kids coming up who are going to be so. like, no, we're not taking that money. We're going for what we want. Like we want why, the truth. Why are you trying to get deported? I'm not Stop. trying to get deported. Stop don't it. don't I pay Some taxes. big company. You never know. Some big company be like, can we look into the background of this one? Well, oh let's get our visa status. No, no, you're fine. I'm I'm <laughs> uh, I'm glad that we've been friends a long time, years now, and uh, you've never yelled at me yet. So don't start. No, I, I don't think I would deal with you yelling at me very well. It doesn't happen very often. I was telling one of my friends this this weekend. It doesn't happen very often, but it happened a lot in the last like two weeks. Because you're not Absolutely. messing around. It is Case yeah. Smythe. Go follow CaseSmythe.com. Smythe has an E at the end because she's from Swansea. And <laughs> uh, go there and follow her. See her on Newsmax. Go read everything she does in the Daily Caller. And Kay, you're the best. Let's do it again next week. You're the best. If Thank not you, sooner. Kay. Yes, if All not right. sooner. Thank you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is The Joe Pag Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I appreciate you stopping by. We appreciate Kay coming on. Don't forget to stop by social media, YouTube, X, 
or on Instagram. I've got a video about uh, Travis Kelsey yesterday running into uh, Andy Reid and getting in his face and all that. We have that for you. Make sure you go and check that out. Oh, it's also up on Clapper, which is Joe Pags, and on TikTok, it's Joe Pags. We've got to get out of here for now. We've got another big show coming your way tomorrow. Same time, same place. That is Sam. That is Kerry. That's Curtin for, for Polo. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow night. Again, right here, same time, same place. Go to JoePags.com in the meantime. This is the Joe Pags Show.